In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I like to wish you all a very happy and blessed Hosanna Sunday. The word Hosanna means salvation or save us. So this day is the day of salvation because our Lord Jesus Christ entered Jerusalem in order to die on the cross and to rise from the dead on the third day and thus he saved us. That's why we call it the Sunday of Salvation, Hosanna Sunday. But the Lord Jesus Christ entered so many times before this time to Jerusalem. So what's unique about this time? And why all this celebration? When we were born after the fall of Adam, all of us, we were born in the kingdom of Satan. Because Satan was the ruler of the world. With the fall of Adam and Eve, we let Satan to reign over us. But God who is full of love and he is full of compassion. He wanted actually to save us and to deliver us from the kingdom of Satan. So he sent his son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in order to establish the kingdom of God. To establish the kingdom of God. And then to transfer us from the kingdom of Satan, which is the kingdom of darkness, to the kingdom of God. And the Lord Jesus Christ entered into a true battle with Satan. This battle actually was on the cross. When the Lord Jesus Christ gave his human soul at the moment of his death, Satan came and approached the Lord Jesus Christ to capture his soul, as he used to do with every human being, not recognizing that this is the Son of God. And at this moment, the Lord Jesus Christ actually bound Satan. And he descended to Hades, and released all the souls of the righteous departed and transferred them into the paradise of joy. And he opened the paradise after it was closed. And all the righteous who departed before the Lord Jesus Christ from Adam until his incarnation and his crucifixion, all of them he transferred into the paradise of joy and he bound satan and he abolished the power of death by his death and he established his kingdom the kingdom of god the kingdom of righteousness that's why we call him our lord god savior and king of us all and by the way this is the meaning of the millennium. 
The Lord will not come and live 1,000 years here on earth. No. But this millennium, the reign of 1,000 years, 1,000 years is a symbolic number. Means heaven. Symbolizes heaven. So, the Lord reigned on a wood, as we read in Psalm 95. And he established his kingdom on the day of his cross, the day of his crucifixion. And he will reign until his second coming when he will deliver the kingdom to God the Father, as we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So this time when he entered Jerusalem, he entered as a king. He entered as a king. That's why he allowed people to walk in front of him and to do this procession and to say, Osanna in the highest, save us. This is the king of Israel. But in their mind, unfortunately, they were looking for an earthly kingdom. They thought that Jesus came to restore and to establish the kingdom of David, David and Solomon. That's why when the Lord told them, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is a heavenly kingdom. Then they were disappointed and crucified him. On Good Friday, they said, crucify him, crucify him. When Pontius Pilate asked the Lord Jesus Christ, are you a king? The Lord confirmed, because he is indeed a king. In in Revelation chapter 19 and verse 16, we read about the Lord Jesus Christ that he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So every king will submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it means, King of the kings. Every king will submit to him. Every king will be accountable to him. Every king On the last day, the Lord will judge him. Because also, his kingdom, or his kingship, is eternal. As we read in Micah, chapter 5, verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth are from the old, from everlasting. So, he is an eternal kingdom. Sorry. He is an eternal king. He is an eternal king. And he will judge all the kings of the earth. Also, he is a living king. What do I mean a living king? All the kings, one day they will die. But the Lord Jesus Christ, death 
cannot approach him. Yes, he died on the cross because the Lord allowed the test to approach him. If he did not allow death to approach him, he wouldn't die. But he came to this. He came to die on our behalf. But on the third day, he abolished death while he is united with our human nature. His humanity is united to his divinity. What does this mean? Since he abolished this, while our humanity is united to his divinity, then in him we will abolish death. In him, if we abide in him, we can abolish death. He is a living king. He will not die. As we read in Revelation chapter 17, when John actually, the beloved, fell at the feet of the Lord as dead. The Lord, who is very compassionate and kind, he laid his right hand on John, saying to John, Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. I am alive forevermore. Amen. So, he is a living king. Not like the earthly kings who at certain moment they will die. And also, he has authority as I explained. He has authority from God the Father. And he will judge all the world in righteousness. He said, all authority was given to me. All authority was given to me from God the Father. Usually kings in their procession, earthly kings, usually they ride on what? On horse. Because horse is a symbol of power symbol of war and battle. But the Lord Jesus Christ entered Jerusalem not on a horse, but he entered on a donkey. And a donkey, the donkey is known that the donkey is a very peaceful animal. A very peaceful animal. And also, this is a symbol of humbleness. He entered Jerusalem to establish his kingdom, not by sword, not by having a battle with other kings of the earth, but he came actually in a humble way. And how he established his kingdom? By dying on the cross, by accepting death, by carrying our sins in his body. And then he died on the cross on our behalf. That's how he established his kingdom. So our king, the Lord Jesus Christ, is a humble and a meek king. And also he is a king of peace. He came to establish peace on earth. 
he came and when he established the kingdom, his kingdom, actually he reconciled the man with himself. And also reconcile, reconciled man with his, himself means he gave us his peace that surpasses all understanding. As he said, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, not as the world it gives so I do. His peace surpassing all understanding. And reconciled people who is together, reconciled the Jews with the Gentile. Even during his trial, we read that there was animosity between Herod and Pilate. And the Lord actually reconciled Herod and Pilate. And since that time, they became friends. And more importantly, he reconciled all of us with God the Father. After there was enmity between us and God the Father. He is the king of peace. He is a humble king. On the day of baptism, if you remember, there is a certain ritual called renunciation of Satan. What does this mean? As I told you, until now, every child born is born in the kingdom of Satan. So in the day of baptism, the mother or the father carries a child, or if he is an adult on the day of baptism, they look toward the west. And they say, I renounce you, Satan. Means, I'm rebelling against you. I will not anymore live in your kingdom. Jesus Christ has redeemed me. I will accept Jesus as my Lord and my King and my Savior. I renounce you, Satan. I'm not going to submit to you anymore. And after the person looks at the West and finish renouncing Satan, then he will look at the East and say, I confess you, my Lord Jesus Christ. By doing this, we actually exit from the kingdom of Satan and join the kingdom of God, kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. To live in this kingdom, the kingdom of righteousness, the kingdom of justice, the kingdom of love and mercy, to be our king. And usually, all the celebrations of the church, like Hosanna Sunday or Resurrection or the Holy Week, it is not just we commemorate a historical event. I don't want you to understand that today you are commemorating an event that happened 2,000 years ago. It is more than this. It is actually we are reliving the event. What does this mean, reliving the event? Today we are reliving the entrance of entry of our Lord Jesus Christ as a king. So the church has a message to each one of you. 
and to me too. This message is, you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your king and as your savior. But what we are doing right now, are we still submit to him as our king or Satan, our enemy, whom we renounced on the day of baptism, he's still attacking and tempting us and wants us to join back his kingdom. Are we strong in renouncing Satan? Every temptation we say no to Satan or we are weak and we yield. All of us who are weak, but we have the grace of God. I can do all things in Jesus Christ who strengthens me. So don't actually take excuse that we are weak. Yes, we are weak. I agree. But the Lord Jesus Christ gave us his grace. Give us the grace of the Holy Spirit who actually abides in our heart. You are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit abides in you. And actually, by the grace of the Holy Spirit, we can defeat Satan. We can crush Satan under our feet. Not by own power, our own power, but by the grace of, of God. So, every time we are tempted, we need to call on the grace of God. And we need to be strong enough to say no. Thus, actually, we will be living in the kingdom of God. To claim that the Lord Jesus Christ is your king means you don't rely on anything else except him. Yes, we use money, but we don't rely on money. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot have money as your king. You need to choose who is your king, God or the money. We use the money, but don't don't let money to reign over you. Yes, God actually gave us everything to enjoy. As St. Paul said in his letters, he gave us everything richly to enjoy. But the pleasure should turn into glorification to God. But if you take the pleasure to be your God and to seek the pleasure in any way, even in ungodly way and unrighteous way, this means you are making the pleasure to be your king. Instead of God, there is difference between you enjoy the gifts of God and turn this enjoyment and pleasure into thanksgiving, or you worship the pleasure and you want to reach the pleasure at any cost, even if you are rebelling against God and rebelling against your king. Also, God wants our soul to be healthy and to have confidence and to have good self-esteem. But there is difference between 
making yourself a god and worshiping yourself instead of worshiping God. And your motto will be my will be done instead of your will be done. And you don't accept the will of God in your life because you want your will to be God, to be done. So who is your king? You accepted the Lord to be your king. But is it true that he is your king until today? Who is your king? Is it Jesus Christ? Is, is him Jesus Christ? Or money? Or pleasure? Or your ego? Today, actually, while we are celebrating Hosanna Sunday, to celebrate the entry of our Lord Jesus Christ as a king, we need to ask ourselves this very important question. Who is our king? Do still claim and worship the Lord Jesus Christ as our king, or we worship ourselves, or we worship money, or we worship the pleasure. May the Lord who entered Jerusalem as a king, let him reign in our hearts. Let him reign on every single area in our life. Let us submit to him because he is king of righteousness. He is the king of peace. He is the king of justice. He is the king of love and mercy and compassion. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.